I'm very pleased to be here today with Kiowa Town Councilman Brad Belt and with Kika Board Member Kevin Donlin. We're going to be talking about uh, a topic that's of great interest to the community, the Architectural Review Board, or the ARB. I'm Madeline Kay. I'm a member of the work group that was tasked with reviewing the ARB's authority, responsibilities, and processes. Kevin and Brad are the co-chairs of this work group, and they're here today to talk about progress that we have made so far. So, Brad, I'm going to start with you. Could you talk about why the group was formed and what our mission is? Uh, well, thank you, Madeline. Uh, this this really grew out, this effort grew out of a, a conversation that the town council had during its strategic planning meetings uh, earlier this year, where we were looking at the issues that needed to be addressed by the council over the coming year. One that was we identified as of critical importance uh, was looking at issues related to architectural control on the island. And that was driven both by a number of concerns that have been raised by residents, our community members, about the process, as well as the fact that a development agreement with the developer between the, and the town was set to expire to end, end of this year. Um, when we talked about it, we said it would be ideal that this would be a joint town of Kiwa Island and Kika effort, given the fact that neither organization could address these issues unilaterally, and it, there were issues of common interest that needed to be explored. So we reached out to the Kika board, and I'll turn over to Kevin as to kind of what transpired after there from Kika's standpoint. Yeah, on that point, I think at Kika, we felt like uh, not only showing cooperation in the community, but a report that came from two uh, entities would carry a lot more weight than just one of us. Um, for me, when I was running for the Kika board, everywhere I went, I heard concerns across the island uh, regarding uh, the ARB. Um, I felt, number one, it was important for us to put out some sort of baseline uh, explanation or educational piece that everybody was literally working on the same page in terms of their understanding of what the ARB can and cannot be. And also, I think we needed, a, for the first time, a clear community-organized effort as to how to address the problems on architectural control and specifically the ARB. And I would note in that regard that it's it's been pretty clear that there are a lot of kind of myths, myths and misperceptions about architectural control issues uh, on the island. Okay. And this is a critical part of an education process for the community. And can you uh, address some of the specifics about what we will be doing and what we are not doing? Yes, yeah, sure. I'll take that. Um, um, I think our goal is to, as, as much as possible, analyze the facts and circumstances of the current architectural control, both the documentation as well as the practices that are in place, and then try to attempt uh, or, or attempt to communicate a big picture um, recommendations and solutions um, for what the community is looking for. Okay, thanks. And, and Brad, besides the three of us, can you tell us who else is on the team? Uh, we are uh, also fortunate to have the uh, expertise and wise judgment of uh, uh, my fellow council uh, uh, member who's actually in the room with us, but you can't see him on camera, <laughs> uh, Michael Heidingsfelder, uh, Kevin's colleague on the Kika board, uh, David DeStefano, uh, and then also three other members of the community, Mark Kamens, who is a well-known architect in the community, Peter Schneider, and Beverly Fierro. Okay. Um, and you may have covered this. But why did you feel it was important that Kika and the town were working jointly on this project? I, I think Kevin really touched upon that. Uh, you know, 
when we first had the conversation within the council's strategic planning retreat, you know, there were issues that were unique to the end of the development agreement, but that would only scratch the surface of issues related to architectural control on the island. Mm -hmm. And again, not only was it, in a sense, necessary at the end of the day that Kika look at these issues as well as the town, this was an opportunity to foster collaboration and cooperation. And that's something the community has been looking for. And I think this, as this process has unfolded, it's a great example of how we can cooperate and collaborate on issues of importance to the broader community. I thoroughly agree. Um, okay, Kevin, does the group have objectives or an action plan? Yeah, we put together um, a two-part uh, plan. I, I think phase one is what I call information gathering and education. Uh, we've gone through governing documents. We've interviewed key people in the community. We're going to um, uh, attempt to uh, solicit more feedback from the community, but it's really a, a function of um, laying everything out on the table. Um, the thing we intend to move to next is recommendations. I think that'll come later this summer and in the fall, but once we've gathered and we feel like we have a complete picture, only then will we move to trying to um, you know, look for answers. Has this process been more complicated or complex than you anticipated at the outset? I'll, I'll start with that one, Kevin, and you can jump in. Um, uh, kind of a, a very brief history lesson uh, with regard to kind of people say, where did the ARB come from? Um, there's actually, and people may not realize this, it's based on a almost 50-year-old document uh, that was submitted. It's It has the extraordinarily mundane title of the Declaration of Rights, Restrictions, Affirmative Obligations, and Conditions Applicable to All Property on Kiowa Island, typically referred to as the General Covenants that we, whether you realize it or not, have all subscribed to, essentially, when we bought property in the island. Uh, and this started with the Kuwaitis, and there's a provision in this 12-page document that says the company, which is the developer, has a, a, a th approval authority over buildings and alterations on Kiowa Island. And that's been the primary source of authority for the last 50 years. Now, what we learned is, in addition to this, uh, there are a lot of other documents that need to be reviewed, uh, and those will be laid out in, in the, the report that, the, that we'll be filing. Uh, but there also are a lot of processes and practices that exist within the town and with Kika that touch upon architectural control issues. So it has been a little bit more complicated than we might have first imagined. Yeah, I, I would add that while the documents are complicated, they're not lengthy. And so much of our architectural control regime is handled by our staffs and just convention and uh, the way things have always worked. I think a lot of it has worked well, but it's not written down. And so it was that much harder to dig into exactly where these processes were coming from, but we think we've pulled it all together at this point. And for community members who are interested in digging a little bit more, are these documents accessible to them? Yeah, in fact, in our report, we're gonna hyperlink um, to where they are, either on the Kika website or the ARB website or, or, or at, at Town of Kiwa. I think anyone who reads the report in detail and wants to go a step further, it's all out there. And then they'll, I think they'll realize what is well-documented and how much of it is, you know, a little bit of folklore along the way as well. <laughs> okay. So, Brad, we are about three months into some pretty intense work on this project. What has the group observed so far? One of the things which you just touched upon is that there is 
a lot that we didn't understand at the outset. Uh, You know, as council members, as KICA board members, as planning commission members, you know, we would tend to be a little bit more knowledgeable about some of these issues than perhaps kind of a typical resident or home part-time homeowner would be. Uh, But I think we had to learn a lot. Uh, So it was a review of a lot of different documents. It was conversations with the town staff, with the KICA staff, uh, and other stakeholders to get a better understanding of of what some of the processes were. But that's kind of, that has revealed some of the things that, Kevin, perhaps you can touch on, that uh, we've learned from that that at our own educational process. I think, and, and I'll add to that, there's probably four other areas we touched on in the report. We're very upfront to say that um, we think architectural control on Kiwa is very important. We're not looking to eliminate architectural control. We're looking to improve it, but it's made the island as beautiful as it is. It's helped our home values. It's helped our standing in the world. I think that we want to make sure that we're not here to eliminate architectural control. Um, but I think it's also important that homeowners, the people that are really the you know the beneficiaries of architectural control do not have a lot of say into the input of the ARB practices. Um, it's mostly controlled by the developer and um, that's the way it's been for the last 50 years and I think something that a lot of people in the community are looking for improvement on. Um, the development agreement is expiring this year but it's not readily, it's not going to make any changes immediately to the architectural control system. That's really um, empowered through the covenants and through other practices. And um, I think at the end of the day, and I'll point this out, is clearly the, really the only ways for the ARB functions to be turned over to another entity would be through negotiation with the developer, a covenant change that a majority of uh, property owners um, sign up for, or a challenge in the courts. It's really, as we dug through it, it comes down to those three items. And I think the recommendations that um, we work towards throughout the end of this year will center around those items. So clearly this is a topic of great community interest. Are you going to be seeking community input at some point? Uh, Yes, our report is coming out this week. Um, We're going to schedule a community meeting so that we can hear um, ideas and input from the community later in June. Uh, That's going to be available in person as well as on Zoom. And then we're going to do a second one uh, uh, later in July or middle of July to continue to hear a lot more from the community, get feedback on what we've written down so far before we move on to phase two. And maybe even another one after that, if needed? If there's demand for it, we will continue to listen. I think our next step after releasing this report is listening to those in the community. And I would just add, I think one key point that the community needs to understand is the limitations of the work of the work group. Uh, While we want community input to understand better what we've gotten right, what we've gotten wrong, what we've missed, what their thoughts are about how we handle this going forward, uh, the work group is not a dispute resolution uh, organization. Uh, you know, if people have specific ongoing issues with regard to the A or B, that is not an issue that the work group is able to take on. It's simply outside the scope of our authority and responsibility. So I just, we need to make that very clear that that's not part of this process. Yeah. Our, our primary goal is to build consensus around a solution going forward. And how successful do you think you're likely to be in that endeavor? I think we will be. I think as more people understand exactly how things work, what works, what doesn't, what's happening, what's not, I think the solutions will become clear. I think So I think education is a big piece of it. And then 
frankly, once you have a consensus within the community, I think the actions of Kika Toki, uh, the developer, will follow. Is December 4th some kind of drop-dead date? The, the, that is when the development agreement between the developer and the town of Kiwa Island expires. Um, there are some aspects of the development agreement that do touch upon issues related to architectural control, but it won't change the basic uh, uh, legal requirement or legal authority that has existed for the developer that has delegated the ARB for the last 50 years. That's in the general covenants. That isn't addressed at all by the expiration of the development agreement. Anything to add? I think that says it. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, I'd like to, um, to encourage the community to take the time to watch this, this webcast, to attend the meeting at the end of June, to attend any follow-up meetings. Um, this is, again, an issue that is of such interest and importance to the community that we want as much engagement as possible. So we appreciate up front um, what you will be feeding back to us, and we appreciate you taking the time to watch this webcast. Thank you. Thank you, Madeline.